Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jim Kircher. St. Louis's biggest local music festival gets underway tonight and all day tomorrow with a lineup that the Riverfront Times has billed as its best yet. Featuring more than 100 performances by St. Louis bands, Showcase STL 2019 aims to match that quantity with quality. Organizers have taken a collaborative, input-heavy approach to planning this year's event. RFT Music Editor Daniel Hill, as well as Joe Hess, who's been spearheading the curation of the lineup, both join me now in the studio. Daniel, Joe, thanks for coming in. Um, Boy, fill me in. Uh, Best yet. So, Daniel, how do we define best yet on this? Uh, Best yet, I'd say uh, quality of performances. We've had, had you know, uh, we've been doing this event for a really long time at the RFT, and and Joe and I have been involved in, in putting it together for multiple years now. And I think we've always put on a, a good event, but um, we j- just kind of took took all the lessons that we've ever learned from the year before and applied them to this year, and uh, we're feeling really good about it. So this is uh, 100 performances, uh, 11 venues, all in the Grove, is that correct? Correct. Actually, over 100 performances, I believe 108 in all, and that's not counting uh, MCs who We'll be sort of adding something special, something extra to the event. So how do you manage all of this? I have, I'll admit I haven't been to this. I've been to the places sometimes, but I haven't been, uh, seen this. How does, it, how does it unfold? Multiple acts in one place at a particular time. So if it's a 7.30, an 8.30, a 9.30 uh, kind of a thing? Yes. Yeah, so performers are instructed to load in, set up, sound check, perform, and break down all within an hour span, which is actually kind of amazing. It's a lot harder for performers to play this event than a typical show or concert. So that's a credit to anyone who's ever played and anyone who will be playing this weekend. Yeah, so they don't have two 45-minute sets as they might or something like that? Correct. Correct. There'll be there'll be like a whole bunch of different bands playing at the same time that that you can have your choice. We have like a schedule lineup all set up, and people can can you know map their whole day where they want to be and who they want to see throughout the day. So if and you can poke your head in one venue, and if you like what you see, you can stick around. And if you want to see something else, you can wander to another one. Yeah, so. you buy a band that gives you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can uh, get in in and out of all the different venues. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of venues, a lot of performances, a lot of bands, a lot of genres. All over the place? Yes. it's. I guess that's part of this, isn't it? I mean, it is bringing, bringing all of this into this festival. That's the idea. We wanted the widest variety humanly possible to, in order to more accurately reflect the huge variety of uh, music in St. Louis. St. Louis's biggest all-local music festival must also be St. Louis's most diverse. So how do, we, how, do you, how do you guys choose? I mean, there's some people probably who didn't make the cut, right? Many people didn't make the cut. We go through a pretty detailed process to pick the lineup for Showcase STL, beginning with a call to the public to nominate any band, act, even a performance act to play Showcase STL. So anyone at all can really submit any name at all. And what that does is it drops everything into a spreadsheet so we can see by the numbers how many individuals have been nominated to perform at the event. And that sort of leads a lot of the curation process. Yeah, how long does this process take? When do you start? Are you already working on next year or do you do that the week after this year? Well, to most accurately reflect 
St. Louis music. We try to do it as close to the festival as possible while still giving us enough time to actually organize the event. So we begin the curation process in January and we do it through April and we create these lists based on those nominations. We also do a few other things. Uh, any artist can actually apply to play the event. So you don't, theoretically, you don't even have to have played a show before. If you apply and we review your application and you fill in a gap that might have been left behind by the nominations, then we invite you to perform. So Daniel, have, been, have there been new trends coming? I mean, what, what are the trends in, in the St. Louis music scene? I mean, we've always had a music scene, but uh, how would you describe it today as opposed to, you know, a previous period? Oh, uh, St. Louis music trends mirror that of national trends, especially now since the internet has kind of flattened out the whole music landscape. Um, but so that means nowadays hip-hop is ascendant. Um, alternative rock is back, that kind of thing. I want to play one cut, uh, Tonina's St. Lost. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, that, either one of you guys? Tonina's one of the um, bigger rising stars that we have in town. She, uh, she, she's been named by NPR last year as, as somebody to watch, uh, one, of the, one of the best artists of the year. She had a, a song um, that uh, Obama um, listed as one of his favorites of 2018 and stuff like that, so a, a more rising star you're not going to find in town. Yeah, let's listen to a little bit of it. She's uh, something of an up-and-comer, or is she already up and, and come? Um, that's a good question. Um, kind of right, right in the middle, right on the on the absolute upswing. Yeah. So she would be one of the people. If you check the schedule, has the stage in one of these places, and you could, if this is one of the people you want to see, you walk in and you get to see her. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what a good lineup. I also noticed, by the way, that uh, Sleepy Kitty is uh, is coming back. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the story with that? Sleepy Kitty was really popular. It's a duo. Um, was was quite popular and then went away. I think uh, she had some uh, vocal issues. It was maybe a year ago um, that, yeah, she had to have surgery on her vocal cords. There was some issue. I know uh, uh, Paige Brubeck, the, the singer and guitarist of the band. And... Um, they, you know, kind of un under doctor's orders have been have been uh, flying under the radar for a minute. But I know they've been writing this whole time. And this is one of their first shows. I think this is their first show this year. It's one of their first shows since she had that surgery. So I know people are really excited about that. Do the it's important yeah. to note, too, that for this return performance, Sleepy Kitty is not playing as a duo. They're playing as a full band, a five piece. And that will be something to see, especially for longtime fans of the band but as well as uh, new people who might just be hearing of them for the first time right now. So I, I have a question, because I've known people in bands, and a lot of them had day jobs as well. Um, 
I, and I don't know if I can say how many of these folks, but it, are, are a lot of these folks making a living uh, as musicians, or are they still in that day job, night job kind of a thing? I think you'd find a mix. Uh, there's there's a number of the musicians in town that are that are talented enough that they're they're gigging constantly. They're they're um, sometimes studio musicians, sometimes uh, you know they're just playing out at, at the various clubs in town, you know, regularly. Um, but there's still plenty of people that are working day jobs. I'm sure. Yeah, this is this is a really um, well. Let me ask for the practical question. So, uh, if you want to see a particular act, you've got the schedule. Do you have to get there early? Is it is it uh, always packed, or is it just uh, it's uh, catching as catch can here? Well, um, the format of the festival is that some of the stages are fully outfitted concert venues. Many of them are restaurants and other spaces that don't typically have uh, live music. So what we do with this event is we offer an enormous range. So the diversity of the music is also reflected in, in the diversity of the environments that you're able to see the artists in. So when you're looking at the schedule, which we have on our website and in the print edition of Riverfront Times this week, and uh, a very easy to look at grid format, you can track the kind of artists that you want to see and sort of map out your way through the festival and things sort of begin at 1.30 uh, in the afternoon on Saturday and they will end around 2 a.m. So there is, uh, there's a lot to discover. Yeah, you could spend a lot of time doing this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's the, the best way to do it, right? That's how you get your money's worth. Right. So uh, any other big, I'd say big names, I mean, they're, they're all legitimate and they're all good, but is there anybody out there that people are going to say, ooh, got to see him, got to see her, got to see them? I think Kim Massey is a local legend and a legitimate diva. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that in the every positive way. <laughs> I can I can say that. Kim Massey is absolutely worth checking out if if you're unaware and just a local a local legend in every way. As far as the lineup is, is concerned, though, there there is something here for really everyone. That's a major goal. So it's it's really hard to point everyone to just one act because some people might want to come to this festival just to see punk bands. In that case, you should head over to Parlor, the arcade bar. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to listen to one more or a couple more if we have if we have some time. Um, Shady Bugs Whining. Do we have that one? I'm not familiar with it, so you guys will play a little bit of it and tell me a little bit about that. Perfect. So fill me in a little bit about this. So that Shady Bug, um, they're, they're, that's another band that's uh, on the upswing right now. They just performed at uh, South by Southwest this year. They're on Exploding and Sound Records in uh, based out of New York, hip label. Um, they're, they're part of that alt-rock revival that I was kind of talking about. Um, this this is sort of the, the uh, twinkly, subdued portion of the song. Later on, it, it kind of has some loud, quiet, loud dynamics where it ends up with sort of a swirling shoegaze part but um yeah that's 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 definitely one of the bands to watch in town right now 
What's the environment like? I mean, you guys hear this all the time. You know, I, I got to, you know, do I have to move out? Can I, can I make a living here based in St. Louis? You don't have, I mean, they may be traveling the country. Um, is, is St. Louis still a good place or what would make it a good place? And then what would make it maybe not such a good place for, uh, for up-and-coming uh, musicians and bands. St. Louis is ideal for creatives just because of the cost of living and stuff like that. That's really what we have in our pockets here is it's it's inexpensive to live here, so you don't have to cobble together as much of a as much of a nest egg to be able to do well in St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, it's sort of the same as, as any business. The the overhead right, exactly, in St. Louis right. is lower. Exactly. Right. Um, now, you end up sometimes without as many uh, opportunities as the coasts end up having because people tastemakers end up overlooking st louis sometimes but you you get past that just with some hustle is all it takes joe what about you on this st louis is a really unique city in that the music community is so much bigger than what the city itself can support so while daniel's pointed out that there are many people who can make a living here and who can live here somewhat comfortably based on their uh, efforts as a musician most people in st louis that pick up an instrument uh, will not make a dollar of profit. And part of that is just due to the size, it's due to the location of St. Louis uh, relative to the coast, as, as Daniel said. But I do think that uh, in that, we have something very, very special here. We have a community of musicians that help each other, that hold each other up, uh, that sort of fill in the gaps left behind from the loss of funding or the lack of funding. Yeah, that's something that's that's really important. Again, you, you've got to have if you can live cheaply, you can uh, you can work longer to to get to where you want to get. That's that's true in a lot of areas. And I think you know you, you mentioned that the, the musicians are it's a community and sometimes a, a, a helpful community in the same way that you know the restaurant community can be the same way. So let's kind of wrap this up. Tell me again. Let's uh, give me the details. Showcase STL. How many bands? How many places? well over 100 bands we have 11 stages on saturday everything kicks off tonight with a big kickoff party a big blowout over at atomic cowboy that is a two stage affair with uh, 10 performers that are all worth your time all worth checking out and it'll give you a taste of the enormous amount of uh, talent and the diversity of the genres that will be on display. Yeah, I think that's tomorrow. what really strikes me is the diversity of the acts. RFT must be uh, pretty happy with this, the way it's going. Oh yeah, it's been oh, going yeah. on for We're a while. I mean, you, you're you're the place to go for this sort of thing in terms of the reviews and the concerts and things like that. But um, how long has this been going on? Do you know how long it goes back? Oh geez, um, a long time is what you're a saying. A long time, probably at least two decades, right? This is the 18th year. Yeah. Of the Riverfront Times Music Showcase. Yeah, it's 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 had a, a couple of different incarnations and names and locations in town over the years, but yeah, we're still we're still doing it and we're still proud of it. Yeah, and what's what's the involvement now? You, you, do you bring in Joe to do the work, or do you guys do the work as well in, in putting all this together? It's a collaborative effort. Um, I, I I work largely on the editorial side, and I also help put together um, you know the. Uh, the the like panel that we use to pick the acts and stuff like that and and joe does a, a whole lot of the legwork to to get some of these bands out to us and uh to make sure that they're happy so well great i want to thank you guys both daniel hill music editor for the riverfront times and joe hess for joining us today great to talk to you both thanks for having us thank you podcast episodes of st louis on the air are available at stlpublicradio.org 
or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hemphill and Laura Hampton with production assistance from Aaron Dore, Charlie McDonald, and Alexis Moore. The executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Jim Kircher. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.